rolling dice and drawing cards to solving puzzles and opening locks. For beginners who are new to games, as well as experienced players who want something new, let us take you through the exciting world of gaming and help you design a great gaming get-together. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is game night. Happy Friday, everyone. In this episode, we have a special interview with Exit Game Escape Room, talking about their recent singles event. In Dice Roll, we'll talk our favorite game night meals. And in our escape report, we'll talk about a not-so-good escape experience. And of course, give you our Friday favorites. We love escape rooms. And we've actually thought about owning one or at least working one before, you uh-huh. know, but we never really got a chance to talk too much to someone who works in one other than the five minutes or so after we wrap up in a room, you know. But uh, this time we actually got the chance and we were very lucky to talk to someone who actually works in an escape room and got to work with a very special event they had going on. Yeah, and we will say that this next bit, if some of the audio is a little hard to hear, unfortunately he was actually having to record this while the escape room was open and people were escaping. So you can hear some people in the background a couple times. So. But if that is anything but a clue to you that this is a good room that people enjoy because you will hear cheers in the background, you will hear, yeah, you know, kind of thing. So if he's a little bit hard to understand, I apologize at some points. But like I said, it's just proving that his escape room establishment rocks. Yeah, and we've done a previous episode where we reviewed one. So. Mm-hmm. It was the one that we did the James Bond one yes, uh, a few James episodes Bond ago. Room. And we're definitely planning to go back there again, of course. Yeah, and but, do some of their other rooms. But here we're going to be talking to Omar from Exit Escape Games. Okay, so we're here with Omar. Omar, will, uh, will you introduce yourself? Uh, my name's Omar. I'm the marketing director at The Exit Game. We are the largest escape room in Los Angeles area. And we've, we've actually done one of your rooms. We did your Hour to Kill room. Which I loved. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's uh, our most popular room. Actually, that or the Harry Potter room is the most popular, but uh, I like Hour to Kill because it's just... Um, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, so yeah, I, I'm wearing my Spectre <laughs> ring right now for from James Bond. So I'm a fan, yeah, yeah. That's what, it. Was Greg's birthday, and he's a huge James Bond fan, so we had to bring him to do that room. Um, but we're definitely oh, eager to come back and do some of your other rooms. And we also really like the location your LA room is in. There's a lot of good restaurants just in that building alone, and you guys have a good parking situation, so that was a big plus for us. <laughs> definitely free parking, which is very rare in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just when, you know, when you drive a long way, that security of knowing you have somewhere to park and you don't have to like worry about where you're going to park and be late mm-hmm. or anything like that. That's a real like nice feeling. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Monterey Park, I don't know if um, you noticed or, or um, saw the news, but they got uh, rated the third best city to live in the United States um, oh, wow. on uh, yeah, US Weekly magazine. That's cool. And you guys also have a San Diego location, right? Yep, we just opened that uh, last year, and it's uh, doing doing quite well. Um, all all the games there are uh, upgraded. Like we just um, we knew the gameplay was good, so we just uh, we spent a lot more money on um, the aesthetics and the, the immersion. So it's um, yeah, any version down there is just kind of like an upgrade of the LA, LA version. Oh wow, that's cool. Um, yeah, we really liked in the um, in your time to uh, hour to kill movie or movie <laughs> hour to kill escape room. Um, we really liked how like we couldn't get a sense of like the four pl- four plan of the room. 
Like you mm-hmm. go in and it keeps opening up and you, you don't get a sense from the outside how big it's going to be or what's going to open up and be another room and things like that. Whereas a lot of rooms you can kind of tell, oh, that's going to open and mm-hmm. there's the other room. And you can kind of tell from outside how big the room is. With that room, it was like you lost all like sense of what building you were in. Like a good spy movie. Yeah, I think that was our – yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think I remember you guys mentioning that on your um, the, the last escape room episode. And um, yeah, we just we had that advantage of being in Monterey Park where the rent might be a little bit cheaper than other areas of Los Angeles, just a lot of room to work with. So we could get kind of creative with the space that we have. Um, and we also really like your your lobby area because it, it seems like you kind of almost have more of a social lobby area as well. Yeah, that we get a lot of birthday parties and corporate events just because uh, we have such a large lobby, and um, there, there aren't that many places where you know they can simultaneously host uh, fifty or sixty players. So there aren't that many escape rooms that can host that many players at once. And we should mention that Omar is actually at his escape room right now. So if you hear n- noise in the back, it's probably just excited people escaping. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, I planted that sound bite on purpose. <laughs> um, so just a little bit more about you, Omar. So how did you get into escape rooms? Um, yeah, to, to be quite honest, like escape rooms aren't really my thing. I kind of Uh-oh. happened um, yeah, to this gig by, by chance because it's, it's in the neighborhood and um, I have a um, a long marketing background and the escape room was expanding and uh, the owner uh, wanted to design and build the rooms and he wanted someone just to handle the marketing. But, um, yeah, no, so after, after coming here, it's like, uh, it's, it's really a strange phenomenon to me, the, the fact that um, uh, escape rooms, you know, our, ours have a lot of high tech, but uh, some of our rooms don't really have a lot of tech and uh, most escape rooms don't really need a lot of technology to be successful. And I'm just kind of blown away that uh, like it's only recently become so popular where, you know, you could have built these things, you know, in the 1700s with you know, technology. All you need is a lock and, and a puzzle, and a key, really. So it's, it's um, kind of strange that they've only recently blown up when, you know, these things could have been done whenever. Yeah, and they've de- they've definitely blown up, and it, everyone's kind of questioning where they'll go now. And in a way, I think you guys have sort of answered that question with your kind of unique idea. So, um, tell us kind of more about this. You guys came up with the singles escape experience. How did that idea come about? Well, it's uh, it's not some idea I came up with. We um, before I came on with the company, uh, we had hosted events with Match.com before. It. Match really liked working with us because um, it's, it's kind of like a different thing for, for people to do. It's, uh, it's not like a your traditional bar or club singles night out. Um, it actually, uh, I think, if you're kind of like into that that nerdy culture, uh, ga- gaming culture, there's there's not a lot of places where you can just go and, and meet other singles that are interested in that type of stuff. You know, uh, where where there's not like alcohol present and it's not that kind of environment. So um the i think the challenging thing really for us is to try to get an even guy to girl ratio where where sometimes we'll have way too many girls show up uh, sometimes we'll have way too many guys but um i think uh, for us since you know since there's not a lot of different things that we can do you know we have five rooms and we don't change our rooms very often uh, we're all, always looking for like interesting ways that we can bring different types of people in. And um, so we do these singles things a couple times a year, just depending on you know, what, what we think um, 
you know, how, how it's received. And uh, this last time it was pretty successful. We had uh, 30 people show up, which, wow. you know, like I, I'd be, uh, um, like I, you know, I'm, I have a girlfriend of five years, so I'm kind of out of the single scenes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just like, uh, I don't know if this is something I, I would go to, but um, so I'm really like, like, uh, like I, I high five the people, not really high five them, but I really commend them for you know, coming out of their comfort zone. You know, you, you always have to do that when you're meeting new people, but just kind of doing something new. Um, like we kind of, we had no idea what the turnout is when we do these things. We kind of just, you know, put ourselves out there to block off a big portion of our schedule and, you know, just try to do something for the community. And uh, yeah, it just, I thought that was kind of an interesting idea when it first struck me, because I mean, back in the nineties, you have like speed dating, you know, where it's like, you can get a couple of dates within an hour, like really fast within five minutes. But here you're much more kind of like locked in with these people or like, you know, most escape rooms are an hour. But I think what's interesting about this idea is that while, mm -hmm. yes, the idea of being locked in with these people who it may or may not work out with for an hour, you still have the other task of doing the escape room to kind of distract you and as a fallback. So, yeah, I thought that was a really cool idea when it first struck me of like, I can see that working. You know, it has some initial problems, I think, but like because it's an escape room and it's another task to focus on as like a group activity. And we all know that escape rooms, oftentimes rooms will pair you up with strangers. So just because Lauren and I signed up for a room doesn't mean we have it exclusively. We could be forced to pair up with a group anyways. And in fact, when we went to go do your room, the uh, hour to kill room, we were paired up with another group and we still had a fun time. So I think that it's, yeah. So I think oh, that it's actually interesting yeah. that, you're kind of taking on the idea of a shared experience, a shared hobby. And then, you know, if there is some chemistry that happens there, then it's definitely something that, hey, do you want to go get some dinner and like talk about what we just did and how we had a great time? Yeah, let's go get some dinner. I think that's fantastic. And it, it just, once again, like how you said, it blows me away that no escape room thought to do that before, to do the um, kind of like, hey, we're also a way to like, sort of meet people and uh find a nice um you know make friends and common interests like that yeah I, yeah I think um for sure like i mean if you think about it what's the most common first or early date are things like bowling or miniature golf because they kind of take that social pressure off a little bit where you have mm -hmm. something you have something to talk about rather than just that you know oh where'd you go to school what'd you major in things like that um, and I think escape rooms kind of, that's another, just another way to do that. And I mean, I think for sure if, I mean, Greg's a little bit more outgoing than I am, but if we were still single and this came about, like I could definitely see us doing that. And what I really liked about your advertisement too, is you said, even, you know, even if maybe you're not really looking to date, but you just maybe are new to the area and don't know anyone. Cause I see that a lot on some of the, um, there's a lot of escape enthusiast boards, like on Facebook and people will say, you know, mm -hmm. I just moved to LA. I don't know anyone or, or even, you know, all my friends don't like escape rooms, but I love them. Does anyone want, <laughs> can I join someone's group? You know? <laughs> Yeah, that that's a, another aspect that's missing. It's like you have to have a predetermined group. So, um, yeah, I'm, one one thing that uh, I I like about the um, I guess the what, what you know I, I never know how these things will uh, turn out when we um, when we host them. But conceptually, 
uh, I find that, you know, people are more themselves when they're in escape room. But, you know, of course, anyone can put up a front, and, you know, be somebody else. But it's like when you're uh, under pressure solving a problem, you're, you're more likely to exhibit your natural personality traits. And conceptually, that's what I thought would be good about an escape room singles event is that, you know, you know, girls and guys alike would be more likely to, you know, see the true, true personality, let their true colors shine. Uh, versus where it's a lot easier to just that's, you know, put that's up That's very true, and I like that. That's a really a cool sentiment, yeah. Yeah, and I and I like the idea, too, of, like, a social thing, because I don't drink, and Greg drinks very little, and so for me, it was very difficult when I was kind of looking for someone that, yeah, you know, where did I go? <laughs> you know, I don't go to bars, I don't go to clubs, so that kind of limited where I had to go, so it's kind of nice that you've sort of added this new option for some people, um, do you find that the, like kind of the chemistry between the groups is different than your normal average escape room groups? Like, are they nicer to each other or do they seem to work as well together as maybe some of the groups that do these more often with each other or just, you know, families and stuff doing these? Yeah, I think just that the nature of singles events, uh, I mean, this is the first one that I've, you know, ever put together and hosted. And what I, what I found is that just, I think the singles events in general are just very, the first 10 or 15 minutes are very awkward because um, like everyone's feeling nervous, you know, they don't know who's going to be there. Uh, some, you know, some people brought a wingman or a wingwoman to feel a little bit <laughs> co- comfortable, but uh, for the most part, most people came by themselves. I think for the first 10 minutes, it was just a bunch of guys standing here. So, you know, it was, and then the girls started to come in. So at first it was just like the guys it's standing like around like, dance. oh, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. What to do. <laughs> um, but, but you know exactly um but uh yeah i think uh it, the escape room itself is just a really great icebreaker you know like you start w- working on a problem together and then you know you solve things and it's really exciting and uh, you share in those little mini moments moving ahead so um yeah i think it's a great idea i would love to see these things continue they're just um just a lot of work to put on um yeah i don't I don't find that they're uh, at this point, they're not, they don't seem like to like be super profitable given, you know, how much time is involved versus if we just let that time slot be open, it probably would have gotten filled anyways. But, you know, for me, it's, it's a fun thing. I just, I like to see it happen. It would it'd be really cool if this became a thing and, you know, people, you know, hooked up and got married out of it. Like, I think that would be really awesome. That would definitely be a good story. <laughs> well, that was my question for you. Yeah, because I, I was wondering, because you said like you had a whole bunch of guys waiting there. So how does this actually work? Do you have like a time slot of like, because normally how escape rooms work is, you know, you would have a time slot of, let's say, 8 p.m. And then six people sign up online, they show up and you start. But because you're trying to get a ratio of guys to girls and stuff, how do you juggle that? Is like, what other considerations do you have to have when getting things running on time? Yeah, so the... Evening out the guy-girl ratio will, will probably be my main concern for our next event. Um, this time, you know, we, we co-hosted the event with Match.com. So, you know, they, they promoted on their avenues and we promoted on our avenues. Um, you know, sometimes we'll just uh, we'll watch the names come in. And, you know, maybe next time if I see uh, too, too many guys, then I'll just, mm-hmm. you know, stop. Like, I, I'm really not sure how I'll control that on our end. But... Uh, but as far as the, um, the logistics of it, we, you know, we set a two hour window, um, even though they're only going to play one game that lasts for one hour. So because we give kind of a, a buffer time, you know, for people to show up and we have some like icebreaker games. We have uh, 
you know, when everyone came, we had um, some icebreaker games for them to get to know each other, um, name tags, and then under your name on your name tag, we had them write uh, what you know. What is the last thing that you Googled? Yeah. Um, to kind of give you, yeah. I mean, you know, that could turn out disastrous, but uh, you know, it kind of, yeah, it kind of gives you a chance to share something personal about yourself. You know, whether that really is the last thing you Googled or not. Um, you know, that, that's up to them to decide. But I, I found that online as um, an icebreaker game. I thought that was really cool. So we did that, and um, we have these Jenga pieces that have a question on the back of each Jenga piece. So you pull it out and it'll ask you a question, you know, like what's your favorite color or uh, something like that. So just like a simple icebreaker when they get here to give some people time to get here. And then uh, we blocked off all five of our rooms um, for, for two hours on a Sunday night. And, um, and so that's how we, we did it logistically. And then, um, and then we had everyone, uh, since we have five rooms here, uh, we had everyone, uh, we had a little, uh, banner of each game on five tables and then uh we told them you know whatever game you know suits you most you can go stand next to that table and then when we had a good group size we would send them in and start the game that's really cool i like that that seems to work pretty well Mm -hmm. so the big question though that i'm wondering is um in your advertisements you said that you were going to give away free movie tickets to any pair that decided to go on a second date did you have any takers Well, we, we ended up giving out six pairs of tickets. Um, uh, whether they actually went on those dates, I don't know. But we, did, we, we did give out six pairs of tickets. Well, let's let's hope they did. We'll, we'll pretend they did, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I'll cr- cross my fingers. Well, Laura and I were joking earlier, you know, MoviePass is getting more and more crazy. So maybe that's the new trick to getting out of buying tickets yourself. Just escape room in a movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it sounds like you guys will probably do more of these, you know, even though, you know, logistically it's kind of tough. I mean, I guess if you have kind of a partner like match or something, it probably makes it a little bit easier than if you were just going it alone. Yeah, exactly. Did you have to, did you have to like cut proceeds with them and stuff? Oh yeah. We, we discounted the event a few dollars. Um, You know, that, that always helps attendance, but I don't, I don't think that's the biggest driver uh, with escape rooms. I think uh, escape rooms in general are just, you know, not not super huge on giving discounts uh, because it's not something like a restaurant where people come back over and over again. So we're we're very careful on you know how we give discounts. We thought um, the the singles event was a, a good one because um, yeah, it gives it gives the people an extra incentive to do something that might be a little nerve wracking or that you might not want to come out to. Yeah, I mean, I guess I give kudos to those people because it definitely takes some bravery to put yourself out there like that. We once did a room and there was a huge group of us. There was, I believe, at least six of us. And there was this one guy who joined our group and it was just him. And I was like, wow, you, you know, that actually takes a lot of guts to just put yourself out there and join this group of people you don't know and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Those are the hard, hardcore escape room enthusiasts. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Omar, for joining us and talking about this. Um, anything upcoming with your rooms? Are you going to be adding any rooms, changing any rooms, anything we should be on the lookout for? Um, we, Our San Diego location is going to launch the, um, the new School of Sorcery. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Any Harry Potter fans can look out for that. It's going to be uh, completely redesigned from our L.A. version. Oh, so, wow. Uh, yeah, and then... Um, Probably going to do a, a big uh, first responders event uh, for 9-11. Um, thinking about just letting 
any and all first responders come oh, for that's free. Really nice. So um, any firefighters, police officers, yeah, uh, lo- look out for that one. That's really cool. And we will definitely be coming back to do more of your rooms. Like I said, we only we only did the one and we definitely want to do more. We'll probably come and do several. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Look forward to having you guys back. So before we head out, do you want to plug your locations and website one more time for us and our listeners? Sure. We are uh, at www.theexitgame.com and we are located in Monterey Park, which is just a few miles east of downtown Los Angeles. Cool. Well, thank you for being there with us, Omar. And I, we, this event sounds really cool and we really hope that um, you guys do more and we'll definitely be spreading the word. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Now, Lauren, escaping from a room, that, that's hungry work. You know, <laughs> usually we like to get a meal right afterwards. Uh-huh. Sometimes if we've been kind of going through the day and it's been long, we have a yeah, meal before. Yeah, it depends what time we're going to the escape but room. I think typically we like to have a little, at least a dessert afterwards. Yeah, you know? it's, it, escape rooms, it's more than just going to the escape room. We usually make it a, an outing. Yeah, but even when you're at home, you want to have some food with your gaming. You know, we've talked about before about like, you know, what kind of food you should be doing. But we thought it'd be fun to share some of our favorite meals or kind of food setups that we've done with our gaming experience. So for our dice roll segment, we're going to talk about interesting uh, food selections. So, I mean, we've had a lot of, you know, fun things that we've done over the time. You know, if it's a regular game night, we might not do something too big. Um, you don't you know, want to do depends. something special every single time. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not special. Yeah, true. And also, you know, if it's a weekly thing, that, that gets difficult after a while to think of ideas and get and, everyone coordinated. And difficult financially. Yeah, exactly. Um, but We're we not did, Rockefellers here. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we've done a lot of fun things. And, you know, there's things you, you can kind of decide how big you want to go and how small you want to go. It could be something as small as one thing that we really like to do is we like trying weird things. Yes, so, Very much so, you know, right now there's a lot of companies that are releasing like special flavors of stuff. So like one thing we always do is all the special flavored Oreos. We've pretty much tried every special flavored Oreo that has come out. And you out. know what? Some of those are worth keeping around. Lately or recently they had a cherry cola one. You were the only one who liked it, Greg. No, I was not <laughs> the only one who liked it. I actually read an article online saying they're thinking about keeping that. That really? apparently a lot of people liked it. Just you're the only one who didn't like it, Lauren. None of our friends liked it. You were the only one. You are in the minority. You're outnumbered. Um, we did like, they have one, it's called Fireworks, and it just has Pop Rocks in it. I love Pop Rocks and other things. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I was on board for those. Yeah. Um, and then the other one we like to is um, Lay's, I believe. They always are doing these um, different chip flavors, and mm-hmm. you can like vote or whatever. And they, they seem to do it like at least once a year, if not twice a year. We've got one on the counter right now mm-hmm. waiting for game night that is bacon wrapped jalapeno popper flavored potato chips. And I'm just saying, you're taking two like finger foods mm-hmm. and mush them together, sign me up. Sometimes they're not as good. We had the chicken and waffles one. That one I could have it was I could have lived with it, was okay, but it would not have yeah. been my favorite. Yeah, it was one of those that you're like, okay, that tastes fine. Do I want to eat this whole bag? I'll no. take those over regular everyday plain potato chips. But uh, there's yeah. other ones I would like better. Um, the coffee ones were not very good. Those were awful. I do not like the espresso <laughs> one. Even my mother, who loves coffee to death, she will be buried with her coffee maker in the coffin, you know, <laughs> if she has her way. But she even didn't like those. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And then some that you would think would be really great. I just remember being like, 
they just taste like sour cream and onion. Like that's the default. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's the default. Like we're like, what I was don't... that one that Tazaki or something that tasted just Yeah. It a lot of them too, you're just like, but it just tastes like sour cream and onion. <laughs> Literally, it was just like a fancy sour cream and onion. Yeah. Um, so you can do fun things like that. Or another one we like to do, I mean, we are adventurous eaters, so we, we may be a little bit different, but like we've tried weird jerkies. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice because what we'll do is you'll just bring a small bit and then we pass it around and we all try it. We had a friend join our group and we always talk about her and I'll just say her name. I don't think it's an issue. Our friend Melissa. And she is a professed Slytherin through and through. And one of the first nights that she joined us, I happened to get some snake jerky. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, here, eat your house. <laughs> and I kind of want to then go, f- do they make badger jerky? I don't know. Can you make bird jerky? <laughs> like, well, turkey jerky. Yeah. So, like, can I get a jerky I don't know. I've got, made I've out got of an some eagle? weird ones up in the cabinet that we haven't broken out Lion jerky is going to be a tough sell, though. That one's going to That be one, hard. you know, dentists have gotten trouble for it in the past, so <laughs> I don't know. But we can come up with something, you know. Um, the other thing that we like to do a lot, and it works really well in group night settings, are um, like you build it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think w- one of my favorite like build it yourselves we've done obviously is nachos. That's easy. Bunch of chips. Get your cheese. Get your meat if you want it. Get yeah, your olives, olives or whatever. Your vegetables. Actually, we had a discussion just now. Is an olive a vegetable or a fruit? <laughs> yes, we did. And we, I love playing these games where it's the rule is don't look it up on your phone. <laughs> just discuss it right here. Yeah. Is an olive a vegetable or a fruit? So let's figure this out. <laughs> we decided it was a fruit. I decided it was a fruit because it grows on trees. And has seeds. And has seeds. But I haven't looked it up yet. But I feel like it's a third category that we don't know. <laughs> Um, Speaking of fruits, though, mm-hmm. another one that we did was very fun was the Miracle Berry, oh, yes. where it is this little weird thing. It's like a fruit, I think, or a seed that you put in your mouth and you suck on it for like two minutes mm-hmm. and it completely changes your taste buds. So we actually had like all these weird things like lemons that you could just bite in straight into like it's an orange. Uh-huh. It tastes sweet. It tastes sweet. Or like pickles were amazing. Mm-hmm. I actually ate olives that day because they tasted good for once. Yeah. It's a miracle. And like um, you can do things like balsamic vinegar, anything, anything. Ooh, that was right. Yeah, yeah anything, even things like that. Anything sour will taste sweet, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or bitter will taste, you know. Yeah, you know. yeah. And then things that are sweet taste like really sweet. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It pretty much tastes your sweet over your sweet taste buds and pumps them into overdrive. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. That was fun. Um, another build, uh, kind of build it yourself. I mean, we've done tacos. That's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Um, one time we did one, and it's so funny because Greg like has a mental block. I have on this. no memory of this. You keep bringing this up, and I remember For, everything else, yeah. but the food. For New Year's one year, we did a um, fry bar. Mm-hmm. So we had French fries. Bunch of French fries, apparently. We did. We did some in the oven, and our friend. Um, actually fried some on top of my stove and we had I swear we had so many different things we had I think we had chili we had carnitas we had things to make pizza fries and we were also all wearing onesies so the fact that Greg doesn't remember this hey (laughs) and it was New Year's I keep telling you (laughs) pics or didn't happen I have pictures I will of the food yes Show it. I, I, I'm not sure I still have it, but I have a video of you go, like going through the f- different food options we had. I don't remember that. <laughs> and if you show that to me, I will say it's been doctored and that it is, you've got You're some... wearing your tuxedo onesie presenting the food. Does that not sound like you? No, it does. But, <laughs> but you would, 
go to such lengths as to doctor such an amur- <laughs> like how you say I made up Denver the last dinosaur. <laughs> I did say you did. I did not make that up, but you're like, Greg, you learned how to animate really well for this. <laughs> well, like um, 90s really well. Yeah. Um, another thing we've done is we've done kind of, when we have like a bigger party, we'll do kind of like themed things. Mm-hmm. So one of our fun ones that we did was a rainbow party. I loved that. I yeah. really would love to do that again, actually. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I actually, I've been looking forward to getting the new game that's come out called Villainous, mm-hmm. the Disney one where you play and I saw a bunch of uh, ideas online for how to do like a Disney villain themed oh. party. And pretty much there's three colors you want to hit. Mm-hmm. You want to hit black, you want to hit purple, and you want to hit lime green. Because mm. I never realized this, but every single Disney villain, their main theme Those is lime. Lime green have. is associated with every single one of them. Mm. And I'm like, wow. Like who would have thought, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, the, the rainbow one was cool. We had... Um, one, we did like just, you know, a really colorful fruit salad. Mm-hmm. We did rainbow grilled cheeses. Our friend brought in um, frozen juice as ice cubes. So even yeah. the ice cubes were colored. And then she also brought like different juices too. So you could have like, you could have um, a lime drink with strawberry ice cubes and mm-hmm. stuff. Or like an orange cube with a, a mango passion fruit juice. You yeah. Know? So that was really cool. Um, we made a rainbow cake. That was really fun. Yeah. yeah. And we put unicorns everywhere. Don't yeah. worry, guys. Unicorns were <laughs> present and plentiful. Yeah. One of our friends did hummus with all sorts of colorful veggies and stuff. That was very cool, too. Um, so that was a really cool one. Um, we've also done lots of, like, Halloween nights, too, where we've done, like, scary foods. Oh, I love Halloween. You know, yeah. like, um, I, I know how to make, like, these... Um, meatballs that kind of look like eyeballs, and you have mm-hmm. to poke them and stuff. One of my friends, um, for one Halloween... It was pretty great. What she did was she got these like little tiny cauldrons for everybody. Uh-huh. And then she put mixed in, but like not telling you what was what, a bunch of M&M's, Reese's Pieces, and Skittles. Mm. Like just mixed in. So like <laughs> the idea is like you just pick one out and you just hope for that you know what you're getting. <laughs> I, she called it like the cauldron of mystery or something. <laughs> and it was pretty nice because everyone had their own, you know. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, if you really examine it you look for the little white S or M or whatever, you can tell uh-huh. what it is. But like don't play that game. Just pop it in your mouth and have It's like... The nicer, like, safer version of the Harry Potter beans, you know, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> but, like it's not all bad flavors, but mm-hmm. like, you might be expecting some fruit. And, oh, I got peanut butter, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, any time thing you can do that kind of makes it fun. I know some people, a lot of people, when they think of game nights, they just think of, you know, snacky foods, the chips, or you know, or some like I felt like when I first joined your gaming group, we were all pizza you guys, all day. Yeah, you guys just did pizza and chips, and that was it. And so you know, we've kind of changed over the time. We've also tried to be a little bit more healthier sometimes. Mm-hmm. We've done make it make it yourself salad bars before. That's oh, those really are always fun. Um, and the good thing about the make it yourselves uh-huh. is that if you have someone who has dietary preferences or restrictions. You don't have to be like, oh, I have to make a different thing altogether yeah. because this part, blah, blah, blah. They make it themselves. They mm-hmm. know what they like. They know what they can or cannot have, you know? Yeah. The only restrictions, of course, would be like, let's say you have someone who is like seriously like airborne allergic to peanuts. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Then yeah, you just yeah. don't have any of those. Like, but hopefully you would know that before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We, we only have a, two people that have allergies. But it's not so bad that they can't not be in the same room yeah, as that. Exactly. It's just they will not put that into their own mouths. Yeah, and if we do have it, we make sure it's not like touching other things mm-hmm. and stuff like that. 
Um, but anything you can do to kind of make it fun. Obviously, you probably don't want to do this every time, Mm-mm. but it's nice to have these options. Um, these are just some of the fun ones that we've done, um, and we're always trying to think of new ideas. You know, we're also always trying to think of ways to feed a crowd as well. Yeah, which can be difficult. You know, there's been times where I don't, I don't know how Jesus did it, which is those few fish and loaves. Right? I'm still trying to figure out that one. Yeah, but, but we've come up with some creative things. Like, um, I figured out how to make one big quesadilla for everybody. That was really really cool. Yeah, that was that. fun. Yeah. And um, there's been like I found how how to make um, chicken parmesan for like a crowd. Mm-hmm. So there's there's lots of interesting ways you can um, figure out how to feed a crowd and you can mix it up. We also are not super precious about, um, you know, worrying about people touching our cards or worrying about things like that. We've played while people are eating. I mean, if I just got the game as my first play, I might be like, here's a lot of napkins. Yeah. I mean, we're also not, we're not big Cheetos people and stuff like that. So we don't usually have that problem where like. But you know what the hack I found out for that recently? Use chopsticks. I have heard that before. Yes, I'm just gonna insist that everyone uses chopsticks for everything. <laughs> it pick slows up, you down. You're gonna you're gonna play with your cards. Pick up your chopstick cards. You know. Just... <laughs> and if you have any like fun food ideas, we definitely like to hear it because we're always looking for something new. You know, because it's kind of like okay, well we've done that before. Mm-hmm. Let's you know let's move on. <laughs> and I mean, there is also the idea of uh, you know like mixed drinks. Like, mm-hmm. for adult parties and stuff. Yeah. The problem is that, like, not everyone in our group does that. Mm-hmm. But I've got a lot of cool ideas for we- themes we could do for drinks that uh-huh. I would like to try sometime. But it's just, like I said, with our group, it's not necessarily... Yeah, because not all of us are very big drinkers. But there are sites out there. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I can't remember the name at the top of my head. But if you do a Google search for, like, uh, board game or video game or geek drinks, uh-huh. you'll, you'll find dozens and dozens of sites trust yeah me. yeah and it's fun to do like kind of the theme thing like we were also recently did a um murder mystery mm-hmm. and made a bunch of food that like was themed. and that was fun because the couples it was like a murder mystery with four couples mm-hmm. from four different countries and so each couple was given you're going to do the dessert course you're going to do the salad course you're going to do the main course whatever and you had to bring a dish from your respective country so the british people brought a dessert you know, the Russian people brought the main dish. The mm. Chinese people brought the uh, salad, I think it was. You know? uh-huh. But yeah, that was fun. Yeah. You know, kind of like a, a world market experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So even if you're not doing anything that's like a murder mystery, could be kind of fun. You know, just yeah. tell everybody you're going to bring this. You know, uh, Jerry, you're going to be the appetizer dude. And um, we're going to pick a country at random. Mm-hmm. And then there you go. Zimbabwe, have fun. Yeah, the other the other thing that can be, I I find when you have something where you're having people bring stuff, mm-hmm. it's good to have like a structure yeah. because it helps them. Because sometimes they're, if it's just open, just bring something. One, you obviously you don't want a bunch of, you don't want a bunch of drinks and no food. But you're gonna also, get a whole lot of potato chips and soda. Yeah, but also if they have something to kind of work on, like like okay, we're doing rainbow thing. Okay, I need to think of a drink that's colorful. Yeah. You know, it gives them more of a, a guidelines and it actually makes it easier when you kind of have like, okay, I, I know what I can get, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the other thing is things like crock pots and stuff like that. They're your friends. Oh, They're you very love helpful. your crock pot that well, you got from uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I just recently got an Instapot. Yes, oh, Instapot. That's yeah, what's I'm, going, yeah. I'm using, but she cro- is in love with that thing. But crock pots are really good for um, game nights and things because it can keep things warm as you're Definitely going yeah. along. Um, I've also used it a lot of times where I am because we work. 
I'll set it up before I go to work and it's cooking all day so that when we get home, we have that. So that also helps when you're rushing and you, you know. And you have a good point about it keeping things warm too because one of the problems that I've experienced and noticed with game nights and setting up foods like the build your own thing is that if it's all just sitting on the counter, like it's uh-huh. good and stuff, but then like you get your main, your first course or whatever and you go to play and then maybe you decide like, okay, I just did my turn. It's going to be a while. I'll go back and get more stuff. But like if it's food that's meant to be served warm or hot, uh-huh. like it starts no, to get cold. No one's, and... no one's going to have the stove on while uh-huh. like, no one's watching and everyone's playing Ticket to Ride or whatever, yeah. you know? So it's going to be cold and you're going to sit there and like warm it up and like, you know, it's just, so like if it's in a crock pot, then like you can keep that on a low warm temperature uh-huh. and like feel confident and safe that that's going to not burn the house down yeah yeah well yeah and it just it keeps it fresh while you're playing Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so definitely use utilize those tools they are your friends (laughs) yeah they are your friend (laughs) so i think that's enough food talk let's talk more escape rooms escape rooms we solved the puzzle of how to eat now let's solve the puzzle of how to get out So for this month's escape room report, we have a bad one for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this room had some good qualities, so for it's not sure, the worst we've sure. seen, but it's definitely down near the bottom of the pile. <laughs> so this month, um, the room we're talking about is we went to Unity Escape Rooms in Redlands, California, and Unity has four different rooms. They have the Cabin, Infection, the Temple, and Wizard Escape. We did the infection room. Yeah, because we had called and we were kind of open to whichever one. Yeah, this was a very last minute decision to do this room. We said, what, you know, what are the difficulty ratings? And he goes, oh, well, you know, the cabin and the temple, they're kind of more for beginners. Wizard and infections for higher up. Wizard escape was not available. There was an early group book there. So I said, okay, we'll do infection. Mm -hmm. And what was cool is infection we found out, which I don't believe they tell you on their website. There's actually um, different versions. There was um, rabies, Ebola, and there was one other that they said they're still working on. I forget what it was, but it's some other disease. Yeah, Yeah, that that they said will be... Something um, you can catch. Yeah, something that will be out soon. Um, So that was kind of cool because they have different paths and different puzzles and whatnot within the same room so there is that replayability there and to be fair they are all labeled with different stickers throughout so you know and there's like a different yeah. color scheme like the rabies was a black dog sticker mm-hmm. and like anything that we had typically had black paint or black coloring on it yeah meanwhile the ebola had like a, a red i think it was like uh-huh. biohazard symbol yeah and the other one was some blue thing uh-huh, too you yeah. know but, like, so it's kind of cool that, like, as you're going along, and, like, some things, like, um, the periodic table of elements, it had all three of them. I'm like, yeah. all three of them will some use this. Some of them are all, yeah. I think an item or two had two stickers on it, mm-hmm. which means, like, two of the three will use this item, you know? So that was, that was interesting. Yeah, for sure. And it makes it, because one of the problems that we have when we do escape rooms, when it's just the two of us, uh-huh. is that if we find a good one that we like... We want to go back with friends, but we'll yeah. be like, but we know it. Mm-hmm. But this one, it allows us to go back and not know it because we can just do the other path. We can yeah. just say, we've already done rabies. Can we please have Ebola? First time that's ever been said, I bet you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the theming of this room, it wasn't anything spectacular. But the nice thing about we were in essentially a lab. And so... It, lo- fairly, it felt like a lab. It felt like a lab. It's fairly easy to do this. It did have a cool, like, the main door, um, like, 
um, was an automated, you push the button and it would roll slide shut. Open, and yeah. yeah, it would slide shut and slide open. So that was kind of cool. Um, it was a, I could tell right away as soon as we walked in, we were not going to be leaving that room. There was no extra room, which yeah. was is always a little disappointing, but made sense for the, the theme. The one thing I thought was interesting that I haven't seen before is they actually allow people to come and go into the room to use the restroom. Yeah. He did say, like, because normally they do the whole, once the store closed, unless you solve the room, you're in here for an hour. Uh-huh. And if you open this door, game over. Yeah. Like, for any reason. So mm-hmm. go to the bathroom now. But this one, they're a little bit more relaxed. Like, if you need to use the restroom, you pop the door open, step on out. Once you're back in, pop the door closed. Yeah, but they said, you know, the clock will still keep running. Which is fair. Yeah. And actually, you know, I do kind of, although, like, I don't think I would ever want to leave a room once I'm in it like no. that. Um, but I have heard, actually, in some of the escape room enthusiast groups, them talking about that very situation where they needed to use the restroom in the middle of the room. And the one that I've heard it for, which makes a lot of sense, is pregnant women. Yeah. Them saying, you know, I love escape rooms. I should be able to play them too. But, you know, I may have to go to the bathroom. I may not and be able to go that some long. some people, like, you know, it sneaks up on you. Yeah. You're like, I didn't, I swear, I didn't need to go. Uh-huh. I even tried to go just before, but yeah. 20 minutes later, boom, hello. Well, yeah, and if you're pregnant, you know, the baby shifts. Now it's against my bladder and yeah. I have to go, you know. So, like, it, it, that is kind of a nice thing. I definitely liked that idea. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that more escape rooms need to start doing. Yeah. Where, yes, you can go use the restroom. Your time will keep going so the rest of your players need to keep going yeah exactly but i think that's fair yeah and like yeah i think that's a really good idea yeah it's the same as if i go to the bathroom during a movie i know i'm gonna miss stuff i accept that yeah i accept the fact that i can't hear what keanu was saying when i'm going to the bathroom yeah it's fine yeah um the other thing that i did kind of how weird would it be if i walked back in and into the escape room and i have a bag of popcorn and a pretzel in my head you're like where did you get that i'm like don't worry about it (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) um one thing I did like about this room is, and this is something that you we wouldn't see very often, um, is they actually had a couple situations where we actually mixed together different liquids and used like pipettes and, and stuff that was like fun. that. Yeah, and like usually rooms wouldn't do that because of the risk of spilling or also just the cleanup factor. They're going to have to clean that up before the next room, and that's going to add to the time it takes to reset the room, and places don't usually like to do anything that will make it harder to reset. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. We got to, like, do something physical and interact with the room. Yeah, and those are some other cool stuff in the room. Like, there's this one... It's like one of those biohazard like boxes where you stick your hands to the rubber gloves uh-huh. and there's this goopy like green slime and you gotta feel around in it and like you'll find something in there. And there's like a little shelf in the thing that you could pick it up and put there and kind of like wipe off the slime and uh-huh. try to see what it is and yeah. how it applies. That's really cool. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, it's a very the tactile r- thing. And then they have the rest of the room. Yeah. <laughs> so this room definitely um it had a couple problem areas. Um, mostly was... Math? Well, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> let, let's... There's a couple different categories here. One, I would say, is this room had a lot of time sucks. A lot of time A lot sucks. of time sucks, a lot of busy work, a lot of things that just take a long time to do. Um, one would be there was advanced math problems in the room. Yeah, there was a, a moment where literally, here's the clue. It's, and I'm just going to use algebra for like not giving away things, but it's like X parentheses, Y squared times Z squared parentheses divided by X times Z plus Y equals solution. Yeah, exactly. 
And right away, I'm not someone who's good at math, and also I'm in my 30s, so it's been a long time since yeah. I've done. Yeah, and math it's like okay, like I know I just have, you're better at that. Kind of I stuff. I do math regularly for my job, uh-huh. and I just remember PEMDAS for yeah. parentheses, exponent, multiply, divide, addition, subtraction. So like I know the order of operations, but that thing where it's you know. Uh, the exponents, like the squared, mm-hmm. and then the parentheses in the side of it, you know, with all that. If you don't know the right order to do that in, you will get completely different numbers. And mm-hmm. you will be like, I, I did the math, and like that's what I came up with. And you won't think there's any reason to try it a different way. Yeah. So like, if you don't know that, and there was nothing in the room that really told me the order of operations. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a thing in the room that tells me the order of the scientific method, like observe, re- you know, research, all that stuff. But there's nothing that tells you that. So if you don't know that, you're kind of out of luck unless you ask for a clue. Yeah, and and it just took a really long time to solve it. And also, you know, he had paper and stuff, so he was working it out. But also, I couldn't really help him in the solving of the math. There's nothing it's you can do. It's kind of a one-person job. Yeah. And the thing was, this room This room was, goes to eight. Yeah. Oh, Imagine seven people standing around watching me do math. Exactly. That's what I was doing. I was... Because this room was somewhat linear. They like to say it's not, but it is. And... There was nothing for me to do. Literally, half the time in this room, I was walking around going like, mm, okay, I can't do anything. Yeah, you know? because the problem is that as cool as it is that they have a room with three different puzzle systems in and at once, that also means that two-thirds of the room mean nothing to you. Yeah, that's and true. And they just take up your visual space and your mental mm-hmm. like capacity. I keep I keep looking at this cabinet saying, okay, we haven't touched this cabinet. What's going on with this cabinet? And Lori would say, like, no, that has a blue and red sticker on it. It means nothing to us. Yeah. Stop looking at that cabinet. Uh-huh, yeah. You know? Yeah, especially, you know, when you got to get down, down to the end and you're like, okay, well, now I have this thing, but I don't know what it goes to. And so you're like, well, I solved that and I solved that and there's that, oh, that's not for us. You know, it was just, yeah, like you said, it kind of clutters your view space yeah. and distracts you. Um, which, I mean, I guess could be good or bad. Well, I'm not saying that's a major thing. I'm just saying it's a complaint that I have. You know? uh-huh. But at the same time, they're not going to go through and like, okay, guys, we're doing a rabies in a half an hour. Take out all the other stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then um, also the other time suck is at one point, you essentially have like, what looks like some kind of combination or code or um, answer sheet to something. Yeah, it's a list. And it has three different categories. Mm -hmm. And there's titles in each category. And underneath it, it says like eight, space, 15, colon, three. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and so throughout the room then later on we found a book and we knew that this book corresponded to this because of a picture on them too. So, okay, that was good. We we understood this goes with this. That's good. at the same time... How do these numbers apply to anything else? Yeah, and so we're trying to figure out how these numbers apply, and we eventually had to use a hint. And the problem was, so it was something we've seen before where the numbers correspond to um, a place in the book, a line in the book, a word in the book, whatever. But this, their logic for what it applied to in the book was something you would never figure out on your own. Yeah, like, I, I we're trying not to give any spoilers, mm-hmm. but this is something that would probably be the last thing you would associate the with last that thing. combination. Yeah. Like, I'll give an example just to, you know, it would be like if I gave you three numbers, mm-hmm. right, and you had the Bible in front of you, and you're thinking, okay, it's going to be like this book in the Bible, this verse, mm-hmm. maybe this word in the verse. It's not that. Yeah. It, it would be like, okay, I gave you this thing. Okay, so like, forget about the chapter, you know, like, don't worry about that. Just go to like this page. Okay, fine. Now count this many lines down and then count this many like syllables over. And it's the first syllable that you need. Like, yeah. no one's going to think to use syllables. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just really random. And like, there was one part too where, you know, we're 
essentially you were having to just count lines, but you just had to assume that it was on the first page of that chapter. And I remember you even said you were like, okay, it's line. And I was like, line? Not like page yeah because exactly. it just didn't make sense like even after they just even after they told us what it like what the order was it was like what and it's really <laughs> annoying because like you're not allowed to write in the book obviously yeah but like counting down 13 lines for one thing and then i look at it and then i kind of like take my finger away to reset and i'm like what's the next one you like 18 lines i'm like uh if i remember where 13 was yeah, i can but now i have to go and count 18 again yeah. you know or if i could have some if i could just mark Mm-hmm. like here's five here's ten yeah you know some books even have that or something you know we're like line five line ten line fifty that'd be easier but no i one two three oh i miscounted one you know yeah yeah i mean it was just it was it was once again just a time suck it wasn't i mean one you would never figure out what how how that puzzle worked anyway mm-hmm. because that just doesn't make sense and no such a logically there is nothing telling you like because on that page yeah it's just chapter title yeah there was nothing, those three numbers yeah there was nothing telling you what the numbers corresponded to and it wasn't any common use of corresponding it wasn't page line you know word, word or something like that it wasn't that and so it made no sense and like we said you know that could have easily been fixed had there been a clue to let us know oh this is the the pattern but there wasn't anywhere mm-hmm. we had to ask for that clue um and this brings me to like the next big problem with this room is logic leaps so many logic leaps because this room, it's a pretty good size little room. Yeah, it's a good you know, size it's, room. It's, a, it's enough space that you could fit eight people in there. Uh-huh. And they can kind of like work in groups of two and be comfortable. Yeah. You know, so that's fine. I'm not saying there's like not enough room. Yeah, there's just not enough for those eight people to do. Yeah. But at the same time, like, okay, so you will have in corner number one, mm-hmm. some cool puzzle with weights and measurements. Yeah. Right. And somehow you're supposed to understand that once you get that done... All the way on the other side in quarter number three, there's this little, like, tiny red box that's sitting there doing nothing that has no labels on it. It's not near anything. It's just on a lower shelf. Oh, these four numbers that we get here somehow have to correspond to that over there, but you got to translate the numbers into letters so that it goes to that one there. Yeah, yeah. How am I supposed to understand that? Like, I just guessed. Mm-hmm. Maybe we had to change them into letters? And I was, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like like you said, it was a box that's on the other corner of the room. It has nothing to do with this puzzle over here. Other than that, oh, that came out to five numbers and this came out to five. And as it was, not only that, like, okay, maybe we should have known, like, oh, we have a five number combination. We have five numbers. Let's try it. But even that, it was, like, a hidden panel. And so, like, I didn't even know for half of the game that it had numbers on it. Like, I tried playing with it and Mm. I didn't want to break it. And so I didn't do anything. And you had to, like, pull this thing down and then you would see the numbers. Uh, And then even once we put the numbers in, we weren't sure what to do with it. Finally, it just realized, oh, it comes off. It's like, okay, (laughs) yes, there are plenty of times in escape rooms where you would get a code. Mm-hmm. And you realize, oh, this is like a word code. And we were looking for a word code, mm-hmm. right? But usually there's something also on the item that gave you the code in the first place, like a picture of a wolf. And uh-huh. you'd be like, hey, that's like that coyote statue that we had. Or that's like the moon picture that we had uh-huh. over there. Wolf's howl of the moon. There's a connection, right? There's some kind of thing there to like, ju- this is where that goes, yeah. right? But this one, it's literally like a bunch of things over here, like weights. And then tiny little black box attached to the wall on the other side of the room behind another thing. Yeah. How am I supposed to make a connection there other than just, literally they were asking us to, as soon as you find any kind of a combination or something that resembles a combination, 
Shred on everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what what was annoying too is then we had something that did you used it twice to put in different combinations. Yes. So that was also then confusing because we didn't know does this relate to this thing? Because in ninety nine percent of rooms, once you use one thing once, done. You don't go back yeah. to it again. You know. Yeah, I think why they think it's not linear is because there's things that you find right in the beginning that you don't choose till the end. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean because the thing is you can't use you can't even though you don't use it till the end. At no point can you use it until you get the rest of the information, which you don't get till the end. Yeah. So that doesn't make it not linear, you know? <laughs> it makes it so that you can kind of like make some headway, I guess, on yeah. one of these or two or three of the little paths. But really, you need to kind of do it in the right order, uh -huh. you know? You can technically read, you know, uh, uh, book three out of us eight series books, you know, like before the yeah. first two. But you're not really going to fully appreciate or understand what the heck is being talked about until you go back and read the first two books. Yeah. So definitely, like, the just the logic leaps, you know, there was so many times where we were like, well, how would we ever have figured that out or how would we ever got mm -hmm. it? The other thing is there was a lot of stuff in that room that was, like, it didn't make sense how it worked necessarily. Like, early on, we found this lockbox. We found the key super easy. We knew the key went to this lockbox. Mm -hmm. It fit. It turned. It was the same brand. The brand, but we yeah, could the key, not. The key yeah. literally had the brand of the lockbox on it. So I'm like, clearly, this is it. Yeah, but we could not get that box open. It took both of us to find it. Well, and we then actually we had, had to ask for a clue, them. and they're like, "Oh, you have to push down on the lid really hard, and then have the key turned, and then hit the like the button, and then it goes." Why? Yeah, how would we ever figure that out? Like I was like, about we to... were like monkeys, like about to like bash yeah. it in the ground. Seriously, because we knew we had what we needed to open it, but it wouldn't open. I, it, I, it made me feel like, what am I doing? You yeah, know? and the thing is, a lot of times, what that does is it sets up distrust where we start to think things might are be broken or not working mm -hmm. and there was a number of times in this room where we're like we just can't get it and they're like what combination are you putting in oh well that must be it just try again or oh you can't see this we'll just put it up and you know yeah okay there's a moment where we did some puzzle i don't remember what and this black light came on mm -hmm. in this area yeah and we're looking and there's, there's okay nothing. okay like i understand that like I'm thinking the black light came on to just get our attention look over here, which yeah. it technically did. It, yeah. it said, look over here. This is something going on. They even played a vis an audio cue of a noise that associated with that. It's like, imagine if, you know, there's a picture of like a, a, a tiger, right? Mm -hmm. And you want us to look at the picture of tiger. So now they're playing a tiger growling. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the tiger picture. I'm looking, I'm looking. I don't see anything new. Nothing has changed other than the fact that you're shining this black light on it. Yeah. And I don't see anything else. And, finally, and we haven't gotten any clue of what we're supposed to do with it. We're just like, okay, we're looking. Great what, picture of a tiger, bro. What are we supposed to do with this thing? Great we picture of know. a tiger. I yeah. don't know. And then, and then, but like the thing is like not fully accessible. It's like on this countertop and it's like in this like cage unit thing, you know, mm -hmm. and there's like all this other kind of stuff in the way. And so I'm looking and I'm like, I don't understand. Like all this colorful, like, you know, almost like play school stuff in the way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Think of it like Fisher Price stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, what? But like, it still fits in the room. I can't explain it. Yeah. But, you know, but and I'm looking and goes, oh, well, it's in black light and you're supposed to be able to see something. I'm bending we're, down. Yeah, we're looking. I'm looking. I yeah. don't see it. And then finally he puts it on the screen like what it's supposed to say. Uh-huh. And then I look and then he even says in the walkie talkie like, oh, it's up at the top near the thing. And I look and I'm like, okay, dude. When you shine things in black light and it's writing on the wall, what color does it normally turn up as? Like a bluish purple, uh -huh. right? Because it's black ultraviolet light. Yeah. It's in the blue spectrum. This dude, or whoever did it, wrote this onto a blue plastic thing with a purple plastic thing kind of like blocking my view. So unless, yeah. unless you are literally a child or someone of that height. 
Yeah, or well, like I had to bend down. Really, to even or if you're see really it. crouching down to look up specifically in that area, it's like you, if you're not looking purposely directly at it, you will not see it. Yeah, and the thing was, even then, once he said, "Oh, well, this is what it is. It should be written in there," and we kind of saw, "Oh, there is something written There's there." There's something there, but I couldn't actually read what it was. If he hadn't told us, I wouldn't have that. That would look like scratches to me, essentially. Yeah. It looked like nonsense. It looked like mm -hmm. nothing. And like literally it's all it is is it's a vague reference to another math puzzle. Yeah, it's another like, math puzzle. It literally puzzle. says the equivalent of like, you know, X times Y divided by five equals. Mm -hmm. Like it's just that. So but yeah. like, you know, what it says is enough that you can immediately know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. But it's so like in a weird spot. And it's not shown. And like, if you would turn the rest of the lights off in the room, mm -hmm. or if we had the ability to turn the lights off, it would have helped. Yeah. But all the lights in the room stayed on. Mm -hmm. And remember, this is a lab setting, so everything needs to be bright and white. Yeah. So having a black light on in the middle of a bright white room mm -hmm. does nothing. Yeah, what would have been cool is maybe if that area of the room went dark. Or if we had like a cage cover to put over it or like something some, like, yeah. you know, some kind of like a way to darken things. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was impossible to see. Um, the other thing, so we kind of talked about like logic leaps and stuff is this room had a lot of things that didn't make sense for the setting. No. Um, for instance, there was one instance where we, we didn't know what the combination was to anything. We were just sort of stuck and they told us to pay attention to our name badges. And we realized one of the name badges the name was actually the combination for this lock. Yeah. And But the problem was it wasn't like we were just in a general lab setting. There were several badges. There were several apparently doctors who had been in there. And there was nothing to indicate that this box, other than that we knew it had to do with our room. And we knew we have we had like two doctors associated with our our. Pathway. But we also have a janitor's badge. We have like a supervisor's badge. Yeah. We've got a, you know. And it was, there was nothing to, like, there was no reason why her name would be the thing to open the combination. There's nothing associating this box as being of hers. Of hers, yeah. And it doesn't, like, that's not, like, that would be like if the, the password to my computer was my name. Like, no, that's stupid. No one's you going don't to do, do that. that. Yeah, you don't do that. So it was like, why would this box be under her name unless you do something to associate it with her and like like this is her desk okay then okay maybe but but you still know. and it's like okay so it's a four digit lock and mm -hmm. it's letters not numbers but i'm not going to go around and ask like what is every single item in this room that start that's four letters long yeah i'm not going to say oh we've got rats in the room r-a-t-s yeah. no that doesn't work we've got is it uh, an atom no <laughs> is it a cell no, you know, yeah. like there's so many things in this room that are four letters long. Even if I just give you like the six different options for the first letter, uh -huh. there's so many other things. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to like just, you know, guess and check, you know, six times, six times, six uh -huh. times, six. You yeah. know, that's impossible. Yeah. And then there's other things that didn't make sense for the room. Like there's this big like wooden like maze that you have to like get a ball through. Like, okay, this maze, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the... The, the maze that you would make a rat run through, mm -hmm. but it's vertically against a wall as yeah. if it's a giant art piece. Mm -hmm. And like you have to put, if they had made this thing on the, like as a table in the middle of the room, uh -huh. yes, it would have taken up space, but it would have fit better. Yeah. And then like- And they could have made it look like it was for a rat. how about this? How about the little magnet that you have control of that is in a little rat toy? That'd be cool. So like you're making, and then the magnet that you have looks like a piece of cheese. Huh, so he's like cute. chasing it. That's yeah. cute. And see, that fits. And you yeah. just, I just put a smile on your face just talking about <laughs> that. Like that's cute. But no, it's literally a wooden maze like that, but just 
propped up against the wall, mm-hmm. and you just take a magnetic thing that's like on a keychain. So it's yeah. not even anything cool looking about this. And it's a little like pinball, like a yeah. metal pinball, and you just got to guide that thing along. Yeah, the only thing that was different about it than any of those other ones we've done is a lot of times when you do that, it like you finally get a key out or something mm-hmm. like this. The only cool thing was the ball was hitting like um, um, a sensor pad to unlock something. Yeah, but what is interesting about that is that that maze is utilized in all three scenarios. Yeah. And it just depends on where you need to get the thing It has to go. different paths, yeah. So that's okay. Like I like how you're using versatility there. But uh, once again, turn into a rat maze and have yeah. it just go to a different exit. Mm-hmm. Just that's an easier yeah. fix. And then kind of the last sort of complaint I have about the room is there were definitely a couple things that um, weren't working really properly. No, because at one point we put in a code to like have a locker pop open uh-huh. and it didn't pop and I had to put in like two or three times. And then yeah. also like you have to wait a solid five seconds after you first start the sequence for it to then accept your input. Yeah, which isn't isn't told to you. They had to just tell us, oh, you know, if you wait a little while, it works better or something. Um, we also had something, yeah, it didn't work. It was supposed to open something and it wasn't until we kind of, it was supposed to just pop open because mm-hmm. one of the other ones just popped open and it says specifically do not pull on it. Yeah. But we kind of had to pull on it in order because to get it to I, open. I, the only reason I know it open is because I saw it give a little shutter. Oh. I saw it the, the second time I actually put it in correctly. It went, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, I think it's ready to pop open. Uh-huh. And then we, um, they hadn't reset something correctly. No. So that also didn't work. Yeah, because in this case, there's all these little tiny, tiny little vials each labeled something. Uh-huh. And then we knew we had to get two of them. We had mm-hmm. to get the one for like A and B or whatever. And we're like, okay, here's a whiz B, whiz B, whiz B. There's no B. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know my alphabet. Uh-huh. There's no B. It's the second one. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this room, it was just, it was really frustrating. I felt like I wasn't contributing because a lot of things were just like, you're yeah, working on a math th- problem. This room essentially was built for me. Yeah. And people like me who have my same scientific and math background. Yeah, like Greg didn't really have to look at the periodic table here. You know, I was like, you. there was a point where like there's a whole bunch of elements listed. And I'm just like, you're like zinc. And I'm like Xan. You're like sodium Na. Yeah. And then some of them I could just tell you what their atomic weight and like number are because I know it. Well, yeah, Greg used to be a science teacher. So so like I could (laughs) save time and I'm like... I was just, I was having to explain it to you, like, okay, we need silver. It's AG. You're like, why is it AG? Don't worry. No. It's AG. <laughs> hey, I was in honors chemistry. I know a little bit. It's just been but, a long but time. But I had to explain to you, like, it's in the middle. It's in. Yeah, you know. like, I couldn't find it. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't. I was like, I know where it is. I just can't see it right now. It was also, like, high up. So I was like, uh, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but, like, if it wasn't for the fact that I could just, you know, run yeah. with it immediately. Like, we would not have escaped. We got no. out with two minutes left. Yeah, and we almost, like, this was another kind of situation where we say never give up. Because I was about the to la- The last puzzle, you were like, we don't have enough time. And I was like, well, let's just try it. Let's run out the clock. And it just happened. We got it. Um, well, because I thought we had, like, at least two or three more things to do after that. Yeah, true. I thought um, we had further to go. The, the thing is, it also had one of the, one of not the most, but one of the most anticlimactic endings I've ever had in a room. No, I would call that the most anticlimactic. Literally, ending. we didn't know if like what did we succeed. We were literally just standing there, like looking at each other, like is that because it? The like, point did of, we succeed? The, the point of the story is that there's some kind of rabies outbreak in the lab, uh-huh. and apparently we have to find the cure 
an hour before, like, the government comes to burn us all down. Yeah, like, we've been essentially locked in until, you know, we're Unless you need to pee, in which case then you can break quarantine. Yeah, we're quarantined, essentially, and we're trying to find a cure so that the government doesn't just come and put us down. Yeah, and so, like, yeah, we have to find the cure, and when you find the cure at the end... The cure is literally filling up a little tiny plastic cup. Like yeah, they like you, a Dixie cup. Like, no, not even that. Like the little tiny ones that they give you a pills in for your yeah. medication at the <laughs> hospital, you know? Yeah. Like, take this, you know? You have to just fill it up to a certain line, put in like the, the little vial thing for food coloring or flavor or whatever. Uh-huh. And, then you, and then you're done. Yeah. And, you know, and then it's like, but there's no like, da-da! Yeah, there's there, nothing. There's no like congratulations video that pops up. There's no. nothing. Literally, the only reason I knew we were done is I looked up, I'm like, Oh, oh, the, the, clock, the stopped. clock stopped. Yeah. And at first, I honestly thought, like, did he stop the clock and give us time because he felt bad because he knows that we yeah. had a crappy experience? No, he came in, like, a minute later. Hey, you guys are done. Yeah, yeah. and we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and, and then here's the weirdest part. Yeah. So, guys. It can be very awkward when a room is bad because you don't want to, like, be mean to them. But I, I believe... If you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at yeah. all until their back is turned and then talk horrible stuff about <laughs> until it. Until we get on the podcast and then yeah. we talk about it. No, no. But what was really weird is, so this little tiny cup mm-hmm. that you're supposed to fill up for the cure, it felt like it was attached to the place on the counter where it was. Yeah. Right? Like, it really felt like it was supposed to be glued there. Uh-huh. And it has a little thing saying, like, fill up only this high, please, you know, kind of thing. And then afterwards, he's like, who wants to drink it? And I'm like... No, can't. It's attached. Like we can't. It's attached. And he goes, no, it's not. And like, and like, it was like really stuck. So, I mean, we didn't push that issue further. But I was thinking about afterwards, like, if it's supposed to be picked up, because you said, how else would they empty that little tiny cup? They're not going to get like an yeah. eyedropper and keep pulling it out like yeah. that. That's, that's it has to come pointless. Out. So I said, you know what it is? It's just so gross and sticky right there. Yeah. That like it's like well, when you have walk on a movie theater. Yeah, so. I have a feeling that stuff that you're mixing in is um i think it's like crystal light or shirt yeah exactly it's like kool-aid or something because it turns it a color Mm -hmm. so imagine if you keep spilling kool-aid right there it's Mm -hmm. gonna get sticky yeah so that's how we get ants that's exactly how you get ants and you have not even seen that show (laughs) archer so disappointed but that's also not a saying that's limited archer i know but he popularized it yeah but still it's just it was weird and yeah yeah it was awkward then but it was like he's like did you guys like the room i'm like yeah 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 (laughs) <laughs> he's like, you guys want to take a picture? You guys should talk about us on, on Yelp and Instagram and all that. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> you might not be happy with what we have to say. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, I, I tried to give the social tact to be like, yeah, there was some problems in the room, but overall it was okay. You yeah. know, like, like there was a lot of math. And he goes, oh, that's because there's a hidden calculator here that you totally didn't see. I'm like, yeah. why didn't you tell us? Like, there was a couple of times where he even offered a clue to us. Like, you should have told us like, hey guys, um. There's a calculator uh, hidden <laughs> behind the coats. If you just go grab that, it's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. I would have said thank you. The math was significant. Like ha- having a, ca- I couldn't have done it without a calculator. I mean, I couldn't have probably done it. Period. But I couldn't have done it without a calculator for mm-hmm. sure. Like I don't. I probably would have just been like, I can't. do Well, it. we lose. Yeah, exactly. Let's run out the clock for twenty five minutes. <laughs> what weird things can we do in here? <laughs> I mean, we could play with the goop some more. Like, yeah, the you know, goop we can slime. the goop slime. You know, but yeah. Um, and also the goop slime. I think that that was designed so that all three of them use it. There was no specific sticker yeah, in there. Yeah, no, I think. It and was. there was other things in Which there that we didn't need. The, yeah. So like, you could also like, you know, easily. Oh, so we didn't use the sevens or the tiger figurines. So you, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I. I would definitely be hard-pressed to want to go back and do the wizard one. I don't think I would want to do the cabin or the temple if they're easier. Yeah. I mean, okay, so here's the other thing. Is he literally told us, so we had, we literally, we escaped with two minutes left on the clock. Mm. 
Like, we, you know, very low for us. And a lot of it, too, it felt like we were just like, I don't know what to do. You know, we, we had a lot time, of time. Like, the only three clues we had to ask for is because we were like, we, we have literally nothing. have no lead on where we're supposed to go. And then the clue that he gave us helped us make that logic jump. Yeah, that we wouldn't have been able to figure out on our own. Yeah. And he said, like, he was like, oh, this is a really hard hard room. A lot. Of, he said 90% don't. 90% of people don't pass it. And I'm like, dude. that There's a reason for that. That doesn't mean that your room is hard or good. It means that your there's a problem. It means that your room is broken. Yeah, it means that there's a problem. And that's not that's not a good thing. If your room two veterans be, yeah. who, and I mean, I'm saying we're the best in the world by far. No. But if two veterans who have done like over three dozen rooms mm -hmm. can't make it through your garbage without a lot of help there's a problem yeah and it's not even it wasn't even a matter of there's just two of us it was you know like even if we I had think if more we brought people, our full team yeah we still would have had the same problem we just would have had more bored people That's and then it. yeah and then it would have been like more like five people yeah. watching me do math yeah exactly yeah so you know just because a room has a high escape rate does not mean it's a good room. It, it doesn't mean that it's even challenging. It means that there's usually something wrong. Yeah. It, and if it's either too easy or it's too hard, you know, there's something you want to get an escape room that has a decent rate of, I would say between 30 to 60%. Yeah. Otherwise it's too easy or it's too hard. Yeah. It doesn't mean that your, your players are dumb. It doesn't mean that you're smarter than them or that you've made just a really clever, difficult room. It means that there's actually a problem and you like those it. major time sucks. Yeah. Major time sucks. Major logic leaps. You need to have something that leads them to, Oh, well this would go here for a reason. And like, okay, I will say this, the math, Mm -hmm. As much as that, yes, that's a boring time suck, I get it for what they're doing. I yeah. understand why that was in there. But, and some of the things were clever. Yeah. Like that, where I had to find what X and Y equaled yeah. in the room. That was clever, and I liked that. But, but like they need homework. to make, But they need to make the calculator much more apparent. Yeah. Because typing in four numbers plus an extra keystroke for what... Pro, what you know process you're using it's a lot quicker than me going like oh what's eight times seven again oh, da, 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 and i'm doing my fingers you know yeah like, yeah and it was just you know okay maybe you have one of those but you shouldn't have multiple ones of those uh it just yeah don't give you don't give us homework in a room that's not cool and like yeah but just the, my main number one complaint other than the major logic leaves was that stupid time suck with the book and like the the syllables mm -hmm. that was unexcusable yeah there is so many other ways that you could do that something. you can give me that information because essentially all that led to was a three-digit combination yeah it was a lot of work for just three digits and it's like i don't need you to give me all of that nonsense to go through to get there there's a lot of other ways that you can get through here you know in fact why not just have it be that like it's just a page that you look up that page. And I like the idea of using the textbook. I thought that was clever. Yeah, that's use fine. A, but use, use a high school, a, a college level biology book. Yeah, or but science use book. it in a way that makes sense. Like maybe I maybe you have it through there so that you turn to a certain page and like there's a side note, like a uh, notation notes, yeah. in the margins that the scientist mm -hmm. wrote. Yeah. I, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. Or even that you turn and there's a diagram there. Mm -hmm. And if the answer is three, then there's a model of something that's three. This picture of three lemurs or uh -huh. whatever, you yeah. know, something that like is a lot more visual and I can grab onto rather than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Da, ba, ba, ba. Okay. Yeah. You know, and then you write it down. Like uh -huh. it's, uh, uh, it just makes me angry. That's so, 
lazy and it's stupid and I didn't like it. And honestly, I think it's for that one reason alone uh-huh. that this is going second worst game we've ever mm-hmm. played. We yeah. know what the worst one ever was. Yeah, but... and you guys have heard the worst one we ever yeah. did. But this is this is right at the bottom, right yeah. above that. Yeah, like, it, uh... it definitely frustrated. It was kind of funny because we actually went somewhere afterwards and the the store they like their process <laughs> their process stupid, was stupid so. and I was getting so angry because I had we already, almost we were literally this close to having a fight yeah just because, because we were so frustrated yeah because it was just like I had already been through this frustrating room that made no sense and was annoying and then we get there and they're like oh we'll go over there but then there's no one there to help you and like and then go back here but they don't know what you want and I was just like oh my god this is stupid and I was getting so ready to leave like yeah just forget this I was just so annoyed then <laughs> uh, we had a doozy of a day we did have a doozy of a day. <laughs> let's go get some ice cream now yeah. i think we deserve it <laughs> so once again that is unity escape rooms in redlands california mm-hmm. so now to something we did like our friday, friday favorites. favorites yes so greg what what are you thinking about what's your favorite right now i'm thinking about not going back to that room again i'll tell you that <laughs> no my um my friday favorite right now I mean, you know, we've we've kind of been going back and forth between a couple games we've been doing long term. Like mm-hmm. we're still working on Pandemic Legacy. Yes, because we're getting we, there, though. Well, the problem is that it's only a four player game, uh-huh. and we often have more than four players. Yeah, so like, we have. and we don't want to have people just sitting there watching us. Yeah. You know? So I mean, I would like to go do that honestly and get through that. But if we can't make that work, then actually I have one that I would like to do, and it's a surprising pick because you would not normally pick me for this. I would like to play Cash and Guns. Oh. Because I feel like it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we played at some point recently in the past two months. Yeah, but we, like, we played it recently. I would like someone. to go again. Yeah. And every single time I play that, I usually get knocked out first. And I think it's uh-huh. because, I don't know, I'm just so much of a threat to you guys. <laughs> People just like picking on you. They you're, do. You're easy to I'm pick on. I'm such an easy target. But I still, <laughs> I still enjoy sitting back afterwards and just watching the chaos laughing because... <laughs> doesn't matter to me anymore yeah i mean we've said it before it's always a crowd pleaser Mm -hmm. people always have a good time and even though i never win and i know i will never win that game i still enjoy playing it i still enjoy (laughs) like doing almost like the office scene of like i'm gonna back down (laughs) yeah you're gonna back down you know i kind of want to do the whole like send my keys at you like start the car yeah How about you, though? You got one that you're looking forward to? Um, Yeah, you know, actually, this one's kind of a weird Friday favorite because we actually haven't played it yet, but we have it. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I've been getting back. uh, I kind of had taken a break from painting for a while. Those of you who follow our social media know that I paint miniatures, gaming miniatures. And she's really good at it, too, by the I'm, way. I'm okay, yeah. No, don't, well, don't second shorthand. There's a lot of really no, good okay, people No, there's out guys there. out there and girls out there who are, like, phenomenal next level. But I think it's fair to say that you're really good. You're not, like, oh, my goodness, like, is that real? Yeah. Like, but, you know. I'm, I'm good for a casual painter, you're, essentially. Yeah. This isn't your job. But yeah. But, like, you know. Um, but we had recently gotten a game that we had really been wanting called Stuffed Fables. Mm -hmm. And I've been working on painting those miniatures and I just started kind of restarted painting some of them after having a break. And it just makes me really want to play it. So I'm really eager to get through those. It's the the thing is like, as soon as I start doing it, like they actually paint pretty fast. I just have to find time to do it. Yeah. I remember you even when we got it, you said like, wow, these are going to be like a breeze to. Yeah. Cause they're, they're really nice and smooth. They're kind of bigger than what I'm used to. Not a whole lot of different details on them. Yeah. And they're meant to look kind of cartoony, so I don't have to worry about getting like the skin tone right and all the shadows yeah. right because they're meant to look kind of cartoony. I'm going officially on the record right now. I call the elephant. 
I want to play that elephant. He's cute. He has this little sad face and his big old hammer. Uh-huh. I forget his name right now. I think it's it's something elephantine, like, like lumpy or something, lumpy or snuffy or something like that. You know, but like I want to play him. Yeah, he is my boy. I'm gonna be like. You know, I'm going to do like a little cute voice for him. Like, yeah. my name's Lumpy, and I don't like this. You know? <laughs> I've been painting all the villains lately, but I'm, I'm like looking forward to painting the little heroes, too. It'll be it'll be enjoyable once we're able to get that. Because, yeah, I kind of, I really didn't want to touch that until it's all painted, just mm-hmm. to fully enjoy it. Yeah. Because I've heard a lot of people online say, like, oh, you probably won't go back and play it again. Let's make sure we get the max out yeah, of it. Yeah, for sure. And then we'll pass it on to some kids. Yeah. I hear it's good for kids. <laughs> All right, I think that just about does it for this month's edition of Friday's Game Night. Thank you for joining us. Hope you guys have good game sessions this month. And feel free to share them if you have any good or interesting stories or suggestions uh, for things you'd like us to talk about or just stories you want to share with us uh, from your experiences. We'd love to hear from you. Music for this episode was provided by bensound.com. As always, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Rates and reviews on iTunes are much appreciated as it really helps new listeners find our podcast. We can be found at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please come and talk games with us. Thanks for listening. Bye.